0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of What's Your ETA? I'm your co-host, Megan Hester.
1: And I'm your co-host, Vivian Summers. We're here to take you behind the scenes of the hair and makeup industry.
0: This segment, I'm super excited, we have James Vincent. He's a big makeup artist from New York City, does fashion week, he does the makeup show, he does powder group, he owns his own line, it's called Rebels and Outlaws. Um, I've seen his candles at Friends, I've seen like his little potions there, so I wanna know about some of that stuff too. But he's also worked with Rihanna, Reese Witherspoon, I don't know who you haven't worked with, Gaga, but let's let's just talk to him and find out everything. Hey James. Hi,
2: James. Hi, my loves. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, we're so excited. I want to just like understand because you have a line. It's called Rebels and Outlaws. So mm-hmm. I always wanted to know what exactly is in that line.
2: Rebels and Outlaws is kind of about the fact that Jeremy, my husband, and I both come from like community action and community activism. And My role in the beauty industry, which is primarily where I saw this sitting, has always been from my first steps into about working for inclusion, working for representation, fighting for artists. And so Rebels and Outlaws, uh, in its spirit and then in the way that we work, every, every brand, every vendor that we work with is a small business, small brand, female owned, queer owned, artist owned, BIPOC owned. Um, and it kind of came out of a time in my life where makeup was really challenging me. What do you mean? Uh, well, <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, the, the
0: we, want know, we want to know what was challenging in your because a, a lot of artists don't know how it is like in the beginning. Yeah.
2: I mean, I, I, I feel like I'm one of those artists. My career is very typically tradi- New York of my time period. And so it was years of just like... Going, you know, working nonstop and back and forth between New York and LA for ten years, and and I look at Facebook memories and it's like six shoots, three countries in a week, mm. and I we were working on a big project with Rihanna. I had interviewed over 2,800 makeup artists all over the world for her.
0: Did you get to smell her? Did you hug her? I would have been like, <laughs> I would have been like give me your juju. I need your juju. She's
2: got the juju. And you know, her vision, really, I, I as pro, you know, so many pros have opinions about Fenty, but her goal was not 40 foundations. Her goal was that someone walks into a Sephora at 15 and sees themselves for the first time. And that aligned with me. And oh, it was wow. a huge project. They offered me. A great position and title and but it would have required giving up you know a lot of the other things that I love like education and so in typical fashion Jeremy said what are you going to do I s- said I'm going to take I'm going to go to uh, an artist retreat and so I went to Provincetown and I ran this artist retreat called Evolution with the Powder Group.
0: I was going to say the Powder Group. What is the Powder Group for people that don't know? Because I always think of it, I'm a New Yorker and I remember Jordana David, she was like, I'm going to the Powder Group and I always wanted to do it, but I didn't have the money to do it. I was like, I don't have money to do that. And I always thought of you guys as like the mafia. (laughs) <laughs> the makeup
2: mafia. <laughs> I'll tell you well so Rebels kind of came out of that so I got you know I came back from this retreat uh, this evolution retreat and then Jeremy said oh, you know are we moving are you taking this job are you doing this thing and I was like I think I want to make candles. <laughs> <laughs> I want my artists to have a way to protect yeah. their energy and prepare their space and you know I, I think I had focused for so long on the hustle I forgot about alignment and so it really it, that's really kind of where Rebels came from and then we really try and be, bring that in back into the beauty industry. So a lot of our candles are, uh, a lot of our products are are really connected to different causes and charities that we care about. Oh,
1: that's beautiful.
2: Yeah, and I think it's an extension. The Powder Group. I love that it, you said the Mafia. It's Michael DeVellis's baby. Uh, he created that. We
0: have him coming on soon. So ago.
2: yeah, <laughs> I mean, he'll he'll tell you all about it. But basically, you know, in the '90s there were no makeup schools. There was no makeup education. There was no makeup connection in New York. If you didn't want to do film and television, you know, you just kind of learned and assisted the way that we worked. But Mac in the 90s was like so creative and so full of connection and community. And um, still to this day, some of my best friends and some of the biggest people in the industry are people I worked with behind the Mac counter in the 90s. Um, Michael had been part of that. And then he felt like, the the industry as a whole needed education and connection. So he left and he created the powder group. And uh about nineteen years ago I ran into him in New York City and I did, I hated Michael at the time. Oh my God. He hadn't hired me. <laughs> yeah. Well I was a Mac I was a trainer for Mac but like in i I'm talking like nineteen ninety four back in the day.
0: Like McQueen and or-
2: Yeah, and he had hired me for a position that I wanted. And so for years, people would be like, oh, we're going to this party with Michael DeVellis and be like, ugh. And then one day we ran into each other and I had a makeup line at the time called Pretty Pretty um, that I sold in stores like Fred Siegel and little boutiques. And, uh, And Michael said, will you come and talk to the class? And... I said, "Yeah, I'll I'll I'd talk about it, but I'd love to sit in on the whole session." And being there, and for the you know, I'm a I'm a self taught artist. I assisted, yeah. but I had never been to a makeup class. And then being in a room where people were learning and learning together, and all of the competition that I felt, you know, at that time, it w- you would bring your your book around from agency to agency, like it was a portfolio.
0: Yeah. yeah. And the crystal right portfolio class. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: And so, like, my the powder group was community and education, and and I've been a part of it for that many years because the things that I learned there really, I think, changed the trajectory of my career and I, and I think it really allowed me to look at longevity.
0: What you guys have done with the powder group and the makeup show and all that stuff, you guys have changed the direct tra- trajectory of many people's careers. It's not yeah, just yours. Definitely. Like, I, you guys I have
2: don't, I mean, I don't careers. take credit. I don't, I, you know, I, I don't own the makeup show and I don't own the powder group. No, so. but you
0: are a big part of that. Like when I think of powder group, right? Like when you think of it, it's oh, like yeah. James, you're, you're in the forefront. Of major
2: influence. You know, even though I, I, I'm very much about community and I'm very much, I think in this industry, you know, we're artists and we are caregivers. And I think no matter what way you work in makeup, we we are always taking care of another person. So I always thought it was essential that we have a community and a support. And so that's why I've worked with the powder group and the makeup show for so long. I think that's just so lovely to hear that.
0: I want to know what pretty, pretty is. Is it still out?
2: (laughs) Pretty Pretty was my first makeup line. Uh, Where can we in, find this? It does not exist anymore. Ah. It, I, in 19, I think we launched in 1999, okay. 2000, somewhere around there. Um, Nick Gavrellis, who was my mentor at Mac and I, we created – it was like the boom of the boutique yeah. brands. And so when we launched, we uh, we got uh, New York Times, Newcomer of the Year. We wow. sold it at stores like – Red Siegel in LA and Louis Boston and Liberty in London Colette in Paris it was very boutique it was very that but you know it's funny we i feel like we were a little too ahead of it we did all these bright sheer shades that were all over and people and like it was really art art driven and then our our other business partners were technology based so we had like touchscreen things and stuff but this is before people even had not thought, everyone even had a home computer yeah. so yeah, it was, it was great. It was like a great time in my life. I learned a lot. And that actually is what got me into doing product development and stuff for so many brands.
0: Why don't you bring Pretty Pretty back? Yeah.
2: I know. I think about it. now it's very, it would do really yeah, well right now.
0: It would do really well.
2: I'll tell you, the name Pretty Pretty comes from um, Barbarella with Jane Fonda oh and God. Female
0: God.
2: John Waters movies. So those were my references for the name that's Pretty amazing. Pretty. Because when I do makeup, I always say Pretty Pretty. Oh, that's so
0: <laughs> oh my God, that's <laughs> Amazing. I just love
2: the name anyway.
0: We had Ms. Vivi take your birthday stuff to do your chart because we're curious, yeah. right? But like his trajectory and his art doesn't line up because she's really into astrology just like you are. Yeah. yeah. So where does he? Where do we go with Well, this? I feel
1: like I'm a little bit behind uh, uh, because everything that you've said was what I was going to tell you anyway. So you oh, caught no! me out when it he comes to the I- community stuff. But it's really exciting, James, because like I'm trying to dilute this down and I'd be more than happy to do chart for you like personally away from here later because there's so much going on in your chart right now and, you know, and a lot of it's very personal. But at the same time, like in the career aspect of things, you would already know that you're born to be successful with your North Node in Capricorn and all the stuff going on with that seventh house, all the stuff going on with beauty and You've got a whole lot of stuff in the seventh house. But what's going on for you at the moment is a really big transitional period where it's coming from that sense of community. You're looking at taking things to a global level. You're looking at going the next step. And you've been discussing this and talking about this with your partner, your husband, and looking at other people. And what I want to tell you at the moment is because I'm trying to dilute this as quickly as I can so I don't go into four hours at this, which I normally do. I'm excited about that option. <laughs> I want you to be open at the moment for every person, every idea, everything that comes in. There's going to be some crap that comes your way and some silly ideas from people because there's a lot of Neptune going on around you at the moment with your transits. And so be careful about the rose-coloured glasses. Be really grounded with all of these things that are germinating at the moment in this transitional period because th- – I want you to go, go big or go home. I want you to go global. There's this new evolvement coming in for you where you're taking all of this and the people and the contacts and the wonderful things that you've done and achieved already to the next level. But it's about teaching people now about the truth of spirituality and how to bring it down onto the earth and make it work.
0: Amen. Viv, we got to call you like Miss Cleo or Miss Vivi. But that was <laughs> fucking amazing. James, <laughs> I feel like a lot of this is hidden home because you kept going like this. What does that all mean to you?
2: I guess the like the easiest answer is that I just um because now I'm I'm in New York and I'm in Providence, which is like New England, um, yeah. be closer to family and um another makeup artist, Joe Delude who some of you might know, he designs a, a lot of broad... He's a Emmy-nominated artist for Jesus, Christ Superstar, but he designed Wicked and Beetlejuice and oh, that's so a bunch cool. of Broadway. And we just opened a studio together, um, opening in October. It's called Vessel, and it will not be about makeup. Viv
0: just
2: <laughs> Yeah, it's not about You're makeup are not making
0: this up. Viv just <laughs> predicted that, but...
2: <laughs> I think it's very funny, though, because I actually in my morning meditation, I was like, you know, maybe I, I haven't been teaching very much. I haven't been putting myself out there very much. I feel like the makeup industry is in a place right now where people are not very oh, nice no to they're each not. other. They're uh, not. And they're I find not. that, I find that really gross.
0: Uh,
2: and also I have a, a, a lot of my artists are, are really struggling. Like I get hundreds of messages yeah. a day because I've, I've done education for so long of artists that are really struggling. And, um, you know, it's just, I I was questioning today, is it time for me to kind of let the younger kids kind of do do the, do the thing. And then I got a message from an artist earlier and they are taking a, a class with me and I do a fashion week class every I have done a fashion class for years because I think it's so confusing for people to figure out how to be a part of it and how to get connected. And it's not a, it's not the type of class where you like. There are classes out there where you pay for the class and then you get to work, and it's not that at all. But I felt like so many artists were coming into New York City, and saying, "What? How do we do this? You know, it's so confusing." Where do I go? Yeah, yeah, and and I got a message from an artist that is keying their first major show. show. Yeah, and I thought, okay, yeah. you know, like, I've got to just do what I do, which for me is never, you know, my my husband and my agent will tell you, it's not always, it's not about financial for me. It's about, like, am I doing what I feel like I'm called to do? And Vivi just kind of, like, kicked my butt Good. a little bit.
0: Wait, is your husband a makeup artist?
2: No, no, no. Uh, he finds makeup artists exhausting.
0: He's
1: a very, he's a... It's very instrumental part of your life, though. It's very important for you to have a partner that you can you can bring all of this together and work together. You know, like you probably know aspects of your chart,
2: do you? I do.
1: Do you know how important it is for you with your Libra and all your stuff in your seventh house? It's very important.
0: This is weird that she even predicted that number one, and then you're like, "Yeah, I have the vessel coming up."
1: The whole thing for you is taking these humanitarian pursuits and activities to a global level. I just keep getting the word global and it's education now on a bigger scale.
0: I feel like you've already been dipping your toe in that market, like with the powder group, the makeup show, like you've been globally, I feel like.
2: You know, it's another one of those things, Viv, that like, thank you, because in 2019, I was on five continents talking about makeup um so wild I have not gone back to that so much you know now everything is virtual or zoom I miss the travel you know we got hit by COVID hard in in New York City and I I got COVID really pretty badly and you know the road back has been a little crazy and did you get
1: long COVID
2: yeah oh wow and uh yeah I haven't really talked about it you know it was it's been it was really difficult and uh I am looking forward, and I think I think you feel it. I think that's why you put together yeah. a podcast because I think it can be difficult to be a makeup artist. I think the last few years have been been tough. Yeah. Um And I think, as in English, we say we use the word artist. You know, I talk about that a lot, and I think that the role of the artist is is so important in culture and society, and uh, you know, so I think it is no- it's normal that we feel these kind of crashes for the last few years. but Yeah, that's so true.
0: Our industry, we we're, there's so many of us that are just like struggling yeah. right now. There's so many, you know, because there is the strike happening. And unfortunately, even if you're not union, it's affecting everyone. Every single time we do an episode of this, we always say, like, even if you're not union, they're going to affect it because – the union artists are trying to come for that work you know which is kind of like what the you know what i mean like you're you have your little union thing you know so that happens um i have a question for you why did you never join the union like as a new york city makeup artist what was your yeah. niche and why didn't you join the union
2: well i'll tell you i am in good standing with both unions and support both the unions anytime that i uh, have been brought on to a, pro- a project Um, because of a a celebrity request or talent request, Um, I am always true to the unions and I bring them into all of my shows with the makeup show. I just don't work in that area of the industry. For a while in New York, I assisted Kelly Gleason, who was the president of the union at the time. And uh, at that time, you know, really things were so divided and my career is predominantly fashion and celebrity and, and beauty editorial and beauty campaigns, which are non-union work, and I will be honest with you, I have done TV uh, and film stuff, and it's just not my bag. It's
1: boring. It
2: is literally the <laughs> boring, boring. I do like continuity. of Oh, kill I know. Me. I can't. See.
1: Right? Like you're constantly- like you're being on set the last couple yeah. of days. It's just crazy. It's frenetic. But then when you see it and you've just spent two hours going mental, yeah. trying to create it, and then you see
2: it, it's so exciting. i got Moon in Aries, so I love it. I think that's part. I think one of the things that I loved about this industry when I stepped into it was you can – makeup is very the, – the, the job of a makeup artist is very malleable. And so you can kind of take – your education and expertise and uniqueness and makeup and then mold it into the type of career that you want. And so I, I was in LA for a while. I did some of the reality shows um, out there. It's just not my bag, man. Like
0: I, get it. I love
2: editorial. I love like, I work quickly. I'm a New Yorker. I get it. Um, I, I go crazy so. out
0: here when I'm working, you know, as a New Yorker, I'm like, yeah. and it's just a different pace out here. And I totally get what you're saying.
2: It's just a different. It's just a different thing, and I think it. You know, it took me a minute to figure out where I wanted to be in makeup, and that, that's why I'm such an advocate for the yeah. unions. And with every makeup show, um, and with every project that I do, we we really try to bring in the union to talk about what's going on, because also the unions are are each very different yeah. and. They're always changing. Like in New York, the just the process of becoming a union artist changes every year. I don't yeah. know how people keep up.
0: I have a question with um as far as like long term because the union they give you you know insurance they give you uh you know stuff yeah. in the benefits in the future. What do you do to safeguard yourself? And how do you and do you give do you tell other artists that are just like you that are not in the union, you know, you need an IRA through like your own bank. You need like, how, yeah. how do you tell people that?
2: I tell them do what I say and not what I did because <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have health insurance for over 20 wow. years. I went to free clinics. Um, I lived pretty well, but I, I didn't have a savings. I was one of those makeup artists a few years ago where we all had this same tax uh, accountant and tax guy. And uh, he had our power of attorney and would just do all of our stuff. And he stole all of my <gasps> money. So I owe the state of New York, you know, no, and the IRS. No. I oh, with. my God. And, and because one thing that I and I, I talk about it in my classes, because I think, you know, no one wants to talk about their yeah. failures when when I, I am very guts out when I'm. No, teaching. I like,
0: love that about you. I can't believe what happened.
2: You're in the United States, you're responsible for your own tax debt. So even though I had an accountant, um, my taxes weren't paid for years and it was brutal, like build, building back from it. Um,
0: Did they harness your wages?
2: We didn't get to that point because I'm a freelancer. Yeah. So I think if I had an employer, they might have been able to do that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I really took years of like being structured. But I think I lived, you know, I, I lived this Makeup artist, glamorous New York life of travel and this and that and whatever. And then all of a sudden, you know, in my 30s, I started to say, okay, I've got to really look and start building. Long term. Yeah. And then I think that's when COVID hit. It was just such a wake up call because brands that I had relationships with for decades and, you know, clients that I had for so long pulled my contracts because no one was shooting. Um, You know, it was really like, it was really a wake up call. Cause I think that uh, Viv will tell you, you know, my, m- I- I'm very much about connection yeah. and communication and, but I'm also very childlike in my trust oh, and yeah. my, you know, my word is my bond.
0: That's how I am. I live like that.
2: <laughs> like, I live like
0: that. I'm like, you know, I go by what you say to me. If it, you know what I mean? I don't need anything else. It's, it's this. And if it goes left, you won't ever speak to me again.
2: (laughs) Yeah, And then I think that's why I teach so many classes that are rooted in very realistic ways of moving forward. Like this is what your business materials need to look like. And this is how you need to work and to, and to work with an accountant, work with legal work with these things. Because I think when I was starting out, it was so difficult. I, I remember like, I remember when I started doing makeup and working three jobs to do makeup for free and no one would I was going to say that. Me. Were
0: you bartender? Were you like, because a lot yeah. of people oh, yeah. don't.
2: I worked at strip clubs. I worked at clothing stores. I worked at anywhere.
0: Yeah, a lot of people just think that you become this artist and it's like, no, there's, there's that. Yeah. Like, I'm poor right now. <laughs> like, let me figure yeah. this out.
1: It's very important for them to know.
2: I knew when I got there, I would want to, I knew when I figured it out, I wanted to help other people figure it out.
1: I just, you know, that combination of your sun and moon is a really big deal because I'm moon and Aries, sun and Capricorn. And that combination of the earth and the fire is so important to bring that ability that you have of economy and creativity together and keep them in that balance, but also teach that to other people because the kids don't understand the, the connection of the two and how important they need. You need to have each other. And to say like, oh, I don't know how to get a bus to yeah. the shoot. And he's like, just find your way there. And, you know, you don't need a kit this big. You you need to get to the job and you need to do it and you need to be available. And, and, and yeah. the education is so important about culture too. And I think that's just what what I yeah. want to really hit on just for one second is you educating about changing the culture of what's going on in the environment that we work in. It's really cut to a place, especially now heightened by COVID and what's going on with the strike of toxicity and competition. And we really need now to pull together more than ever.
0: Like a community of artists.
1: Of support each other and not freak out and not panic and make sure that we continue to get paid the right wages and we continue to go forward. Yeah.
0: James, do you think that there is a like a huge difference between the rates from back in the day because i think yeah. there definitely is from like uh, there is no edit- editorial fashion like the rates from back in the day when you started was like Money. That was money.
2: Yeah, and and you know the, the my controversial opinion, which I talk about all the time, is I blame artists. So do I.
0: Yeah. you our standard you all yeah. do when you say yes to 150. And they've
2: ruined it for everybody. They've screwed it. When I started, you know, I, I wasn't a makeup artist. I got headhunted by Mac um back in the day, like in the nineties. I was part of that that first team. Um I assisted Kevin Aquan and Billy B and Sharon Fultz and, you know, all of the Dick Page and Linda Cantello And that, at that time, when I moved to New York city, there were maybe a hundred makeup artists.
0: And when
2: I, yeah, when I moved to LA, I think when I was, I I signed at Photogenics and there were three other artists there, Billy, Sharon, and someone else.
0: Yeah.
2: And, I learned so much as an assistant. I had such generous like Sharon, Billy, Dick Page, Linda Cantel. they gave me celebrities. Wow. They gave me the reason I had a career with David LaChapelle is because Sharon Galt was such a a generous artist. I was sitting to me. with
1: her yesterday. We were cuddling.
2: Yeah, I know. I know. I, I, I love that we're I doing know. this because I, I really wanted to be there and I had a big project here. And um, I don't know, like it was, even as an assistant, you know, you didn't make a lot, but there was a rate there. And when you did Fashion Week, there was a rate there. And if you got a music video, it paid your rent yeah. for months. Right? And then September 11th happened. And, you know, LA and New York are different. But in in New York, after September 11th, all of a sudden they started saying, well, we have one rate for hair and makeup. Yeah, it, that's what it is So that took a whole person off the job. That's why I've never learned to do hair. I think it's like, it's not what I do. Um, It takes food out of someone else's mouth. Very controversially, I I say that. And then when the streaming services came in, and now we're seeing this again, they said, oh, well, this is going to kill the studio. So they cut our rates again. And then, you know, after COVID, people were just happy to have jobs. So people started working for less. And and I really, you know, I, I'm not blaming the victim. I, I think that artists, I, I'm privileged because I'm at a point where I don't have to take jobs that I don't want to take necessarily. I remember being at that point where I had to take everything that came. But I think as artists, if we, I think that's why community and education are so important. Because if we don't know what is appropriate to charge for our time and our value and our worth. If we are undercutting our other artists, if we are agreeing to work away from union scale or union, you know, union rules, if we're not protecting our unions and, and being very clear about like when I'm brought in on a union set, I make sure my union No, even though I'm not even though I'm not a member because that's how we protect our industry and so yes I think that rates have really kind of cut I think it's I I, you know I'm a I'm a true leftist so like burn it to the fucking ground with capitalism like the studios are monsters you know we we never get paid our worth but I think that artists have kind of made it a bit worse by not knowing what their value and worth is. And that's why I think that's why I continue to educate. And that's what I try and do with the makeup shows. And I know there are contingents of artists that are like, oh, well, why are you charging someone to take a class? Well, because the way that I came up where you mentored under an artist, where an agency groomed you for a position that has disappeared. So how are these artists learning their...
0: Well, they don't have set... They don't know how to be on set. They know how to do certain things, but they don't know how to be on set. And then there's also the Instagram artist, which only knows how to do their own makeup. And then they... And then they get a job and they'll show up and they don't know how to do makeup on anyone else. And it's like, so... I I think Instagram is also another culprit of that.
2: Like, I think like anything, you know... I can find positives and negatives. For me, growing up in a small place, you know, feeling so outsider, being the weird kid, I imagine that social media in my time would have made me feel connected. It probably would have given me a career yeah. faster. I think there are positives there, but I think that if you're going to say I'm a professional makeup artist, you have to understand the fundamentals. You have to understand the camera. You have to understand lighting. There is no shortcuts. You know the. The way that we work, we work so closely with people. We work with their skin, with their insecurities. We work, you know, developing characters, creating looks. Like our education has got to be vast and varied and i think it requires a commitment to be a real expert and our education is ongoing through our entire career and i think that there are always going to be those people that want the easy way and then there're always going to be those people that commit and i remember dick page saying to me do you want to be a celebrity or do you want to be a makeup artist and i said i want to be a makeup artist yeah. man i'm behind the scenes like i don't i don't talk a, i i don't have a huge following i don't post. Neither do uh, you know, I know what Neither I'm do doing I. every day. I'm like, not on disclosures, <laughs> you know, but I love this industry so much. And so for me, I look at things like Instagram or these artists that are just trying to figure it out. And I say, let me create a space where you can check in and feel safe and learn things the right way. Because I was so lucky to have such incredible mentors yeah. in my career.
0: That's, you know, that's actually really important and great that you said that and maybe do a live about that. Because honestly, yeah. I think a lot of with the Instagram makeup artists, I, I love them. I think they're so creative. I think some of them blow, they most of them blow my skills away. And I, I think it's so mm-hmm. dope to watch. Yeah, it is. Like they're amazing artists. But I think it's really unfair when uh production is like, how many numbers do you have? And that's why they're higher in that. Yeah. Arm. Like
1: the first thing they ask is what's their, in- what's your Insta? So if you go to my Insta, I don't have yeah. 10,000 followers.
0: It's- so that culture, I don't like of it. That culture. I'm not a fan of. I think it's really gross.
2: Yeah. I, I, I get caught up in it, man. It is like, you know, I, I, I'm up for jobs now with brands that I, have worked with for decades and I'm like the old guy now. And they always say like, how many followers They're do like, you They're like, get your numbers like, up. Get your numbers yeah. I just, you know, like I, uh, I'm also like, you guys get it. All our best friends are makeup artists too. So like I'm hanging out this weekend. Um, Shelly who owns the makeup show, like gets a house every summer. And I was there with like Danessa Myricks and Liza Stewart and all of these other artists who are so great with social media, but also the best artist that I know, like Denessa, is a genius makeup artist. Uh, I'm not a. I'm not a. Like I would say, I'm a good technical artist. I I have assistants that are much better than I am technically. What Danessa and I were talking about was I think social media is such a gift for so many because if you are that weird kid in the yeah, small town, exactly. You know, if you are someone who doesn't know how to build your skill set, yeah. if you are someone who loves, you know beauty and fashion but it doesn't exist in your scary yeah. world you know or whatever you're dealing with then there, this is a connection
0: that's the beautiful part of it that it it brings in like actually you know it brings a wallflower kid into its into their height of who they are which is beautiful
2: like just coming together like Megan we met at you know in Mexico City I think was one of the well we met at a few shows but Mexico City is when we first hung out I used
0: to- I gotta tell you, I used to see you guys all the time. And I was like, like, I, I walk in a room and I can hold myself pretty well where I don't seem like intimidated. But I was always intimidated. Well,
2: I knew your work. I knew <laughs> I knew your work. And I knew your name. And I I'm very shy. And I think sometimes like my work life is very social, but I'm actually super shy. and. Abusive. But it comes
0: off intimidating. <laughs> it, does. it comes off intimidating. I do that to people too. So I understand it.
2: <laughs> but then I met you and it was like, oh my God, we're like family. And with Viv, like I wouldn't have the opportunity to speak to you if you guys didn't exactly. have this podcast, you know? And so I feel like this is the gift of technology as I get to meet all of these wonderful people and artists and like it, Fortifies us and keeps moving forward. So I'm hoping in the next year we're really going to explore how can we use these social tools to, to our own benefit instead of being about the client who's hiring us. What can we do to empower artists to, you know, to to get our stories out there to keep uh, uh, at this at this age and this stage in my career. I really want to be about amplification of other artists and developing opportunity.
0: I think that's why we did this podcast.
2: We've had
1: these
0: conversations right?
2: and,
1: you know, like yeah. nobody really knows me over here because I only came here five years ago from Australia and it I started all over again in my 50s, which was crazy. But the thing is, is we were having this discussion. <laughs> yeah, it really was crazy, especially like going, coming over here and then COVID. Yeah, no, but the thing yeah, is, is that babe. we talk about all of this stuff as well, James. You know, and I've been doing this for nearly yeah. thirty years as well, and I've seen all these evolutions. I mean, twenty years ago, I got paid almost three times as much on a commercial shoot as what I get paid now on on, on yep. a music. It's crazy. crazy. You and you're right, and these schools are pumping out all these kids all the time and out, there's nowhere like, for them yeah. to go and they're not properly educated. They're, they're pushed through a curriculum that's not um, comprehensive enough in all of the skills, the personal skills that they need.
0: Don't know how to do set stuff. They've got
1: no well, you're given one day in the curriculum to teach them that. You can't teach kids in one day oh, yeah. how to be how to have onset mentality, how to deal with talent. These things are, you know, that that's where I'm saying whatever it is that you're gonna do in the next twelve months, James, is incorporating all of this to take it on a larger level so that it can actually move it's I feel I feel our makeup world our whole media world has taken a slide back for whatever reasons but we have these opportunities now like what we're doing right now on a podcast all sitting from our own homes where we you know we could I've got a pair of shorts on under here no one knows it's like it's great I can be talking to you from my own little office we couldn't do that 20 years ago you'd have to go to some big studio and be some great name to do that um So people are going to listen to this and these are the things that you're going to educate and help people so that we can move it back into a forward-moving motion again. I really do believe that. You're very key in that, James.
0: No, I think, James, you've been a key in that for a very long time. I just don't think you realize how big of a key you were, like the way that you're talking. Because like you literally like if I think of New York City, I think of you. I think of Michael. I think of like Danny Fonseca. I think of, you know what I mean? I I go through the list of people and that those are the people I think of. And you are on that list.
2: I'm very fortunate. You know, I fell into makeup. It was not I Were I D. I didn't first? know makeup was a job. No, I was a social worker. <laughs> it's all in the
0: job. It's all in I the I do job. more counseling
2: now than yeah, I do more counseling now than I did when I got paid for it. But it's uh I was a social worker. I uh was hired by Anita Roddick, who created the body shop to develop some programs. And I moved to Atlanta to write my dissertation. Um on women wow. of color and the white beauty myth, I really was looking at the beauty industry and, and saying like, where is everyone? You know, and th- this was 1994. There was no size, shape, color, queerness. Um, and then I got hired by Mac and it changed everything for me. I fell in love with makeup. I fell in love with learning about makeup and teaching makeup and, uh, and then Michael gave me the opportunity with the Powder Group, and then I was in London and I was working assisting um, Linda Cantello on a job, and I saw Danny Sands speak, who Danny created Makeup Forever. Yeah. And she, I went to say to her like, "This is, this was amazing. Thank you." And she said, "You're a teacher." And oh, wow. at that point in makeup, you know, it was like, "Oh, those who can't teach." And I never felt that way. I felt like teaching is a different calling, yeah. and uh, and so that's you know I really fell in love with the idea of education and community. But I I don't take credit um, for it because I think it's just doing what needs to be done. You know I'm paying it back. If if well, Sharon hadn't introduced me to a David LaChapelle, if if Billy hadn't given me a key position on a Lady Gaga project, you know, like how would that have changed my career? Because one of my mentors was so generous. So how can I repay that? I have to constantly try to, live worthy of of people's faith and trust in me and hopefully open those opportunities up for other people so i appreciate you that you say that but you know like i said i don't own the makeup show i don't own the powder group no, those are no. those were other people's visions i but think that you're what I a big I part of it the, well thanks you I, are
0: you are a big i love
2: person. i love i love artists i love this yes. industry so much i really do you know
0: like honestly you really are one of the the big parts of, I think, New York City fashion. You're
2: like, making me blush.
1: Everybody was very excited yesterday that I was interviewing you.
0: You were like the one that, when 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 we were talking about the podcast, I was like, we have to get James Vincent. Like you were one of the people, and I was like, I have to get him on. I do wanna know, did you ever have any, like during this time, like New York City? Cause I know for me, like I remember, I was working at Music Choice, but I was so broke that I had to leave my car overnight in the in the parking structure because I couldn't get the car out because my debit card had zero dollars. Like, oh, babe. are do you have any stories like that? Because I want people to really understand. Like you,
2: one hundred percent, I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I started in Atlanta um, and I worked for Mac in Atlanta and I worked at CNN doing headline news and I was so broke. Um, and I would I did makeup at strip clubs at night. I worked at, at Magic City. I worked. I worked at oh my good god! Strip Magic Club. City is that crazy, like mm-hmm. place. And that's how I would like have money to like buy my makeup yeah. kit and build it and that. And then I moved to New York. Urban Urban Decay Cosmetics paid for me to move to New York. I launched Urban Decay there. So I always kind of had this foot in retail for a minute. And then um, once I. started, I started freelancing and assisting. I always hustled. I, I worked at bars and clubs. I DJed, I did anything I could do. I moved to New York with $300, you know, so it was like figuring it all out. And I think, I have definitely had those moments of struggle. I think we all do every July, every July. I'm like, Oh my God, the makeup industry is never coming back. And then August comes and I get booked and then I'm like, Oh yeah, everybody was just doing <laughs> it.
0: We all do it Viv did it recently. too. We all do it. I'm like, guys, we're in the lulls. I call it the lulls. We're in the lulls yeah, guy.
2: It's true. I don't know, but I, I definitely have had those. I, I, Oh, like I have so many shady things. I'm a poor kid. So I like, I did, I'm a scrapper. I, I am too. <laughs> would my Mac gratis and I t- would take my Mac gratis and return it to Nordstrom's for cash. And that's how I would pay my rent. <laughs> I was shady. I would get a job at Kinko's, which was like a copy shop. Um, I don't know if the kids know the copy shops, but I had to print out my resume and business cards and portfolio. So I would get hired at Kinko's. I would work there for a few weeks, print out all of my and stuff quit. and then quit.
0: Oh, no! <laughs> I not suggesting you yeah. want to do that because
2: <laughs> that's... Well, now you don't have to. You have home computers. But True. then it was like, you know, then it was crazy. And I feel like I've atoned. Those were my two shade Like, those were the two shadiest things I did. But you're also in survival mode because I... Like I say to my husband sometimes, like, we both don't come from a lot. And so you have to fight forward. And then, so just for me to get my foot in a door somewhere, just for me to be in a room with people, you know, and and keep moving forward, I think that I did have those moments. I, I remember, you know, with my first makeup line going, traveling to different countries, and I would buy like a loaf of bread and cheese, a thing of cheese and keep it in my room. And that's what I would eat because I would have to save my money to take out the artists in different places you know like a
0: while. i don't
2: think people talk about the things that are the sacrifice humbling and i think yeah yeah and we still live that way um jeremy well, yeah. and i like we we make a decision we don't need more stuff we would rather support a charity than buy more things we we have our charities we give to every week because i think that that is the way we were raised and I think that that has made it a little tough in makeup because I don't, I don't have a scarcity mindset, but I definitely value a dollar, you know? And so I don't think I have the same, I don't, I never wanted the wealth and the fame and the, those things I want. I have always wanted to live a life where I just get to be myself and do the things I want to do with the people I want to do them with. But yeah, like there are tough times. There are definitely frugal times. There are definitely those salad days, you know, but I think what makeup does allow is that you can, you can be adaptable. You can pivot very quickly with this education because you can go and work in retail. You can work in another area of the industry. You can manipulate that makeup talent. To work for any type of brand any type of thing and so i think it's always been a survival skill too right figure out how i kind of look at a month sometimes and i say oh i need two more clients to make this work and then i've got to figure it out you know so yeah. makeup is a, i think makeup is a is a is a beautiful way to build an incredible life um it just requires a dedication And commitment to doing the hard work. That's what I was going to
0: say: is the dedication, and like, and when Viv was talking about all the kids being pumped out of the schools, like I know Viv; she teaches little
2: babies. Yeah, she taught at
0: cinema, and she would be like, "These kids, like, they just think that you get out and you get these big jobs, and like, and it's like, no,
1: guys." I walk into the to the classroom, and you say, "Okay." There's this and this and this job, and they're looking they're looking for students to come on. This is the location. This is the call time. It's going to be a twelve hour day, and this is like crickets, radio silence in the room. And I'm like, guys, you don't understand this might not pay you, you say but yes. there's going you to be no, somebody on it. this job yeah. that will introduce you to somebody else yeah. and you have to be open and willing and you're also going to learn on set more than you ever yeah. are in this room, which is what you were saying before. And I think that um, if we could go back to that time where artists are mentored and can work with their mentors and there is a different culture that we can create, the things that you're saying is about creating that different culture, we can go back and have somewhat some of
2: those old times revisited.
0: You do that with the Powder Group?
2: With the Powder Group, I would say everything that Michael does is about um, professional artistry. So he really, you know, he really develops all of the programs and he really develops them to create very well-rounded artists for no matter where you are in the world or where you are in your career, or what area of the industry you want to be in. So I think he, I think Michael does a, a great job. Um, I'm very proud to, to work with Michael on the projects that I do, but I think even the projects that I'm not part of, he does a great job of really bringing in working artists to give real information
0: yeah.
2: and to help artists kind of put the pieces together of who they want to be. And then I always say with what we do together with the Powder Group, it's I'm very um, goal oriented and like I'm very like much about like um, writing things down and and measurable, achievable goals. I think that, you know, like with with the education that that's out there now, what the Powder Group has done very well is to, to keep it very real. I think that it's you know, it it's. It, but it requires people taking whatever they're learning and putting it into action. And I think that's the, that's the tough part. You know, I can, be a, I can be a fantastic teacher, but if you're not going to put in the time and the effort and the practice and, you know, do all of those things, then I think it becomes difficult. And I think that's where a lot of artists now, where I feel bad because everything is so public because of social media. That people feel like they need to succeed right away. And they
0: need to share and that too they much.
2: Need to succeed very quickly, and they need to share everything they're doing. And some of my first images, I am very glad that they do not exist. <laughs> yeah. Some of my first projects, I hope no one ever sees. You, did you have
0: any jobs that you left, like through your career history, that you were like, "What the hell did I just do? I'm never gonna get hired um, again."
2: <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent.
0: I've had one Um, recently. That's why I'm like, I'm like, I've had that happen recently.
2: (laughs) I had one recently where I was handed a powder on set and I didn't look at what powder I was handed. Um, And it's completely my fault. I I packed the wrong powder. I'm not blaming. Wait, what did you put on? I love this. I put this powder to like. Um, take away a little shine on a on a male musician it was an opalescent powder that you couldn't see with a naked eye but the, <laughs> the camera <powder>. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily this musician really wears like crazy makeup sometimes so yeah. everyone thought it was intentional but I literally was like and then the story didn't run for a second and I was like
1: <clears throat> uh, like I
2: literally dude. wake up and like I would wake up like in the middle of that, like, <sighs> my career oh. is over. But, um, and you know, and that comes from me not doing my due diligence. It was like a powder from a company where all their powders have the same packaging. And oh I assumed my God, it was one
1: that Oh my God. I just <laughs> I have to tell to you one story. When I started out, you know, and I went to my first day on a TV set and it was a telethon, you know, like a charity event. And that actor, Sam, is it Sam Neal? He's New Zealand actor. And, uh, the, it was my very first day in a TV station. You know, I'd literally been out of school for a week, and the department head sort of barked at me, "Quick, go on set and powder! You've got like t- thirty seconds to get in there and powder." And I just grabbed a, a oh, no. uh, uh, just grabbed some loose powder, and I unscrewed the top, and I was running on set, and I got up on the stage, I tripped, <laughs> flying through the air that over a what? camera cable, <laughs> the whole pot of loose powder went. All over <laughs> Sam Hill's face and he, then he went. <gasps> and the, up his nose, had a coughing fit, eyes, everything, hair dryers. Oh I literally got picked up by my underarms by some cameraman and carried off while they were just trying to, you know, anyway.
0: To get you out of that. They're like, get this nut job off. Ooh, butter. The <laughs> entire pot
1: <laughs> went over his entire face. That was my first day on a TV set. I never that's worked amazing. for that network. I never. Oh, I have okay. never worked for that network again.
0: Well, we we should send them this clip so you could tell them. <laughs> he laughed. That's amazing. He did this would laugh. be
2: great for your social media. Just have artists tell this part of their story.
0: I told Viv knows my story. Howard Berger had me um, do the Santa ears for the Santa show, and literally, like they kept saying, "Just use eyelash glue for the foam pieces," and I was like. I couldn't comprehend that they just wanted me to glue it and walk away. I was like, what? Eyelash glue? And they gave us 10 minutes on each elf. And I literally was like, so I started to try to, like, use the glue to bond the edge and blah, blah, blah. And when I was done with it, it looked like Play-Doh was all over the ear. And I was like, (laughs) But we have Howard. We have Howard coming on the show, so I want to talk to him about it because I haven't worked with him since. I want to be like, is that why you haven't worked with you?
2: I think it's funny that those are the moments that yeah. stick. You know, like yeah. people will say, "Well, you know, we all always we all get the same questions: Who's like the worst person you've yeah, ever worked with? I know with? And who's like, the best everyone. Yeah. And who's the best person you ever worked with? And who's the best person you ever worked with? And like, then they want like though those stories but I think it's funny because I always will remember like oh I'll think back on a job and I'll be like that eyeliner was so off and I'm talking like a butt job from like 11 years yeah, ago. yeah
0: but you're it's still in your mind you're like I know I messed that up
2: <laughs> and, I, and now I'm really trying to like um, my because my makeup is I work very differently than than what you're doing. So for me, it's like, I love makeup that has a someone's signature style. Like I love to see an artist's signature in their work. And what I have realized as I've gotten older is even my makeup is very much about alignment. You know, like with Rebels and Outlaws, I prepare the energy of the space. I prepare the skin. I I have real intention and mindfulness in my makeup. I design makeups now, thinking about like the energy of color and like, who is the audience? And, and so it's, I think as I've, I've gotten older, what I have learned to do is to look at like when I can't bring a line across the right way or something like that. And I say, well, why? What's happening here that's preventing me? Like I, I'm probably forcing something that doesn't need to happen yes and then i can lean back on my fundamentals it's why education is important right
0: education is very important i like can't stress that Louis even said it on on the episode louis zakarian he was like you have to continue to learn always
1: i love yeah. that he said
0: that Yeah, when he said that, I was like, you nailed it. Like, that's exactly what it is. The moment an artist thinks that they learned everything, I think you should stop being an artist because we don't ever stop learning. It's...
2: And educate yourself... In the makeup world, you yeah. know, on, you've, you've got to know your product, your technique, yeah. your technology, your terminology, but also cross educate and you color know, the, wheel, <laughs> the elements of fine art. Walk through a museum, you know, yes. look at the way the masters paint skin. Understand these cameras and and lighting things. Look at at what's coming down the runway and what's on the street. Like makeup is cultural. Makeup makeup is is socioeconomic, You know, makeup it's is historical. Um, how are you bringing that in what story are you telling in your makeup for every makeup that I create there's a, there's a story there's a there's a soundtrack you know and I think that that is the other thing that I want kids to understand education has got to be constant every day and it might not be watching someone create a smoky eye yeah. you know I'm I think makeup, People get so myopic in what they consider makeup education to be, but it has got to be a holistic approach to becoming and living as the artist that you are, or else, you know, what are you creating? How are you connecting? I, I, I think that so often with the strike happening, I think about what we as artists, we not, you know, we, the, the, the artists, the makeup community, what we contribute to culture daily without recognition, you know, there are, there are a handful of artists whose work is immediately recognizable, but for the rest of us it's a passion. It is a purpose, right? It is something that drives us every day to do this. And the
0: feeling that we give people a feeling we give ourselves when we're done. I
2: was working with talent yesterday.
1: And she fed back to me like I was so in the moment and it was like 10 o'clock at night and she said, you're really in this. Like she goes, you're really in this, aren't you? I said, I'm so in it. I don't even know anything going on around me right now. And I just want to add to that. I, I wrote a whole lot of notes when I did your chart and that's said dissolving the dividing wall. And for me, it's about seeing your chart and hearing what you're saying, not having met you before, is this bringing together of these two worlds into the makeup reality. It's There is a strong aspect of personal development, spirituality, and bringing that into the trailer space and creating that space. It's not just applying the makeup. It's everything. It's the ethos of all of it. It's bringing it down so that it does so, become art of, a, of a different you. level. In 2009, I worked on a documentary yep. where we interviewed a whole bunch of people that had had near-death experiences, and they had this. a lot of them were recounting in the times that they were on the other side momentarily if their heart had flatlined or, you know, they tried to commit suicide and were brought back. And they all talked about how incredibly beautiful the colors were so much more vibrant on the other side, how much more beautiful the sounds were on the other side
2: and how important that is to bring that back to our earth, that beauty. I think those are the other things that people don't share. When I started Coming to set. And, you know, I, I, it started because I was making candles for my clients and I would, my potions are toners for the skin. So they're all organic hydrosols and essential oils. They're all developed from my background in skin and development. Yeah. But I also want to be able to like clear the energy of a space and and play with that. So like bringing that in and people, I, I, I remember people saying to me, like, stay in your lane. Just do makeup. Do another makeup line.
0: You're like, this is my lane. I, This is my spirit. Exactly. Like, don't tell me what my lane is. Yeah.
2: And it's funny because Arden CN had just won um, WWD Newcomer of the Year. And, you know, working with Arden Sien and, and and creating, once again, having a brand and creating all of these different things and working with this amazing team, um, it was Oh, wow and then I thought I don't want to do I don't want to do another makeup line but I love curating something for my clients I love creating space an atmosphere and the people people would fought me people would say like no one this is crazy no one's ever gonna bring candles to set up everyone does now my clients are like oh what card did you Absolutely. pull for me today and bringing my moonstone around and like you know it's just it's for me it's just really about I think what Viv was saying is that idea of elevating. Like, I think as artists, especially makeup artists, we are dealing with people at their most vulnerable so often. No
0: makeup. We are dealing yeah, with no, people's
2: ego, ego so yeah. often. You know, that if we are not conduits for the creativity and the energy and we're not... Keeping ourselves grounded. We're not creating a know. safe
0: space for that.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I sometimes do wonder, like, because I, I have assisted so many amazing artists, but a lot of them were hu- huge personalities, huge, very dramatic personalities. And that has never been me. And I do sometimes wonder, like, if I was a bit more of a diva, if I was a little more, you know, whatever um would i have a bigger career because i think sometimes in hollywood and especially fashion and celebrity people want those big personalities but then i look and i say no it's been more important that i live as my authentic self yeah i think um, that, <laughs> you know? i
0: think like the fact that you have this new place that you and jeremy are doing like is it going to be in brooklyn
2: no, it's in Providence, Rhode Island. Oh, it's in
0: Providence. I could see like artists, like how you guys do the Artist Summit with the Powder Group. Maybe it's more of a spiritual yeah. artist.
2: You know, with I, I'm so fortunate because Shelly really lets me um, develop education for the makeup show that really speaks to who I am as an educator. And I think Michael is such a brilliant partner and he really understands how the Powder Group can like evolve to give artists what they need and he lets me really develop pieces there that are very me Uh, and I think here it's like Viv was saying like I feel like it's beyond makeup yeah you know I feel like I want to
0: it's more of a spirit
2: even with my makeup I'm not casting you know I'm an art director so often for beauty campaigns and things and I'm not casting traditionally anymore I want people's stories to be told I want people to see themselves I want to create safe spaces. And so, I don't know, I'm just figuring out what the the next pieces of those journey are, but like my first class that I'm teaching in the space is a new moon ceremony. <laughs> so what it's very this? different. than
0: What is this?
2: October. I have to look at the new moon date for October. I-
1: I've got, I've got a note here that says mid October to mid November, you have a new accomplishment. You need to strike right then and it's going to lead to more success. And I just want to finish on that is that with that North Node in Capricorn that you have, your success comes later in life, James. I know you've had enormous, enormous success, but the culmination of all the things that you've done comes together in the latter half of your life, past 50 years of age. So and you're be ahead of your time. So you've always done things a little bit before they became super popular so now you are really at the right time where the two are meeting so having like this is just beginning with the candles and the onset it's now about bringing spirituality into it as well that's what i'm trying to say it's beyond it's the candles is is just the the base of it and it's the next level where it's going to become normal a normal part of, of of people having these transformations, not just physically while you're doing that, but emotionally, mentally. It's a big deal.
0: What she said, though, I want to do say, like, are you going to have more of these classes online like that we can do it from where we are?
2: The powder group, I kind of touch on it with Mindful Action. Yeah. Where I do like some monthly touch ins. But I think this is going to be like just playing with a few of the. um uh, a few of the ways that Joe and I are looking to connect and help people find those pieces, like even in my makeup, I, I'm focusing on on makeup wearers in their 40s and 50s and 60s, who you know I haven't I haven't worked with civilians in a in a long time, <laughs> and uh, I've been doing these local news spots about makeup, yes. and so I have these people reaching out to me and I've really loved like the idea of helping them think about makeup, not as a makeover, but a makeup alignment in like what are they putting on their skin? How are they honoring themselves? And so we'll be doing those pieces as well, but nothing that's pro makeup artist facing everything is, is really about wholeness and wellness and community involvement is really what, what rebels
0: I think I have a couple of people to introduce you to. Like, but we'll do like Tommy May, I think would be great for him to meet because she has that uh, ranch. But you really should meet some of these people because I feel like you are, you know, just everything you just said is everything that we want to embody as an artist, like, obviously, and how we support one another. So even though it's not makeup based, Mm -hmm the spiritual aspect of that and being like more, I always say your moral compass, like having your moral compass, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's a huge thing. I think for any of us in this industry,
2: when you and I sat down, you know, instead of running by each other, I think it was one of the things that connected us. I think that when you are being your authentic self, I think it's, I think it's much easier for men, you know, to be honest, I think I have the privilege of always you know being being a man in 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 the industry and being a gay man in the industry and i think for so many women to be their authentic selves in makeup it's very new you know our unions uh, we the women that who were the first women in our union are still working in the union I know. now you know, and it's like when I, I, I've had the privilege of, of being on stage with V. Neil and Susan Cabral, Ebert, and yeah. you know Christina, who was the first in the LA union, and listening to their stories, and it's like, oh man, it is so important that people come in as their authentic selves because it opens up so much, and so I just appreciate. What you two are creating here, where artists can come in and and share their what they're insecure about or or share their like difficult moments, because I think so often makeup um, so much of makeup success is on the surface. It is, certain. and the real the real success is not the celebrity that you worked with. No. you know I always say my legacy is not going to be a music video or a magazine cover. It's going to be maybe one artist that heard me yeah. speak. Yes. Yes, that has yes. done something really brilliant. Is that will be my legacy? You know, that's going on now. I did pull by card that I did pull before. It was abundance.
1: There you go. There's the Allure of attraction.
2: Oh! Abundance. You guys, you've you've created something really special, and I feel very honored. Um, I know how many artists you know, and I I know some of the big, you know, those artists that you know that I know audiences would love to hear from and so the fact that you asked me to be here with you it's a real honor
1: we want to thank you all again for tuning in and a special thanks to our guest
0: this week james vincent please be a part of this amazing community of makeup artists and hairstylists please give us a follow on instagram it's what's your eta dot podcast also you can follow me at megan hester m-e-a-g-a-n-h-e-s-t-e-r makeup m-a K-E-U-P on Instagram. Make sure you follow Vib. Where can we follow you? You can find me
1: at Viv Summers. V-I-V-S-O-M-E-R-S. And if you have an episode idea, guys, or a person that you would love to hear us interview, please reach out because we want to hear from you.
0: Yes, we really, really do. And I just want to thank you all again for tuning in with us each week. We really love the atmosphere that we're creating, and we can only do that with you guys. Talk to you next week.